Welcome everyone, Bez Hashem. We continue with Deir Shem, Mishnah, and Simin Aleph, Shir number two. We are in Simin Aleph, Din Hashkama Sabaiker. And we are on the bottom of the page. I believe that's where we left off yesterday, where we were discussing that the importance of Shavisi Hashem Lenegdi Samid. Shavisi Hashem Lenegdi Samid. Did we finish the bottom of the page already? No, okay, because they're giving the two shares, getting confused sometimes which one I'm up to over there. Okay, fine. So we mentioned that um, the importance of placing Hashem in front of us at all times. And on the bottom of the page, of uh, the first page, he tells us that what people would do is they would write down on a cloth, Yudke Vavke, Hashem's name, in a tsura, in the form of a menaira, of a candelabra. And they would do this with intention to see the Yudke Vavke and to bring Yerushimayim to themselves. Now, it's a good thing if it's done properly. But here he is concerned, his concern here, he brings from the Shari Tshuva, is that unfortunately it's a cloth with Hashem's name that might fall on the floor and then it's disgraced and then it gets stepped on, Rahman al-Islan, and that's Hashem's name that's being embarrassed and disgraced. That's one problem which we'll read in a minute. Another problem is, is that if it's not covered with a uh, glass, let's say it's not covered properly with a plastic, then rubbing out Hashem's name is an Isidoraisa. We spoke about this not too long ago in Shari Tshuva. It's an Isidoraisa. So let's continue now from the bottom of the page, last line, where he says like this. Because of a Shari Tshuva, Shema is Shor. Shari Tshuva brings the name of the Tuas Shor. Shoroi Lezor Chayel. Next page, Levat al-Minug, to nullify this Minug, to stop this custom, because they don't watch this clap properly, and it gets, falls down on the floor, and it also comes to a Mechikas Hashem, that Rahman Hashem's name gets erased. Therefore, even though the intentions are good, it's a wrong practice. However, if you take this menaira with Yudke Vavke and you put it on the Amud with the Chazan Davins, and many times it says in the top, Shavisi Hashem Lenegdi Samid, I place Hashem in front of me at all times, and then you put a glass on top of this cloth, so now you're protected. Now you're protecting the cloth, and it won't get, Hashem's name won't get erased. So this would not be a problem. This would be a positive thing because then you see Hashem's name. It reminds you that Hashem is in front of you. And it's not going to get ruined. Less than but Fine. However, those who place this, this uh, cloth without the glass, one should tell them that you should not do so. Because he says, because of the candles that you put by the Amud with the Chazan's davening, it comes many times to Mechikas Hashem. So I ask you, how does a candle come to erasing Hashem's name? How does one come to another? So in those days, they didn't have electricity. They would light wax candles, very tall, long ones. What would happen to the wax candle? It drips. The wax candle drips. It could fall down in different places. It's overhead of the Chazan or next to the Chazan. And then it can fall on the cloth. There's no glass, there's nothing protecting it. You can fall on Hashem's name, and, and then you want to try to scrape it off. You can scrape off Hashem's name. A lot of problems over there. 
So bottom line is like this. If you do properly with protective glass, then it's or something protective, then it's encouraged. If you do it incorrectly, then avoid it because it could come to a disgrace of Hashem's name. We then said on the top of the page, we said, One should not be embarrassed to do mitzvahs in front of people who might make fun of you. A person might make fun of you to do a mitzvah, whatever the situation, the circumstance, wherever you might be. Sometimes a person finds himself in an environment where mitzvahs Hashem are not so appreciated, and he should not he should not uh, excuse himself from doing the mitzvahs. I'm not sure if he spoke about Shalashudas. No, maybe last night that I mentioned that Rabin Yain himself, author Shari Chuvan, a different sefer, he writes that let's say you're a guest, for example, by someone's house in the wintertime, like now. And they're not so makbed on Shalashudas. So he says, Lezer Chayil, gird yourself and ask your Lecha Mishnah. Ask the, ask the Balabas you're staying by for Lech Mishnah. He might look at you like, well, you're still hungry. You didn't eat enough food already. You just, we just finished eating a few, a few hours, an hour ago. Now you want to eat again? It's irrelevant. You have mitzvahs to do. Do the mitzvah. Don't be embarrassed. But then he says further, then he says, Do the mitzvahs with modesty, with sneers. Like we said, you give them money in the pushka, don't have to like bang around the pushka when it turns around. Ah, he's, giving a, he's giving a whole 10 cents today. Baruch Hashem. So, he says, he says like this. Let's take a look at the the Ramah told us, make sure you do your mitzvahs. Even in front of people who might make fun of you. They might make fun of you. Do the mitzvahs. Don't be embarrassed. The Mishra tells us, don't fight with them. Don't fight with these people. Just do what you have to do and move on. Why? Because if you fight with them, you might build inside yourself midas azus, azus, this brazenness. And even though your intention is for good, well, Lama said at the end of the day, it's still not appropriate because if you eventually build this this character trait inside of you, it's not a good it's not a good thing. It's not a good midah. Because then the person is going to, unfortunately, train himself to be brazen and arrogant and tough and gruff and mean throughout his whole entire life, even when it's not a voice Hashem, to stand up the man Hashem. Therefore, don't get involved with it. Now, on the bottom of the page, I'm going to tell you outside what it says here in this Berlach over here. And the Berlach says, that this, that the Beis Yosef, that the Mishra is referring to, says, do the mitzvahs and don't fight with these people. That's referring to you and them. You personally and them. And they're making fun of you. Do it anyway. Strengthen yourself. Like we said in the beginning. Serve Hashem like a lion. A lion is the king of the jungle. You know you have Hashem to serve. That's what you're going to do. However, however, 
if it comes to a situation where there are people who want to change the yadus, the level of religiosity in the community, there's groups of people who want to do things to ruin the kedusha of Yiddishkeit, then he says, roll up your sleeves and fight with them to stop this Chil Hashem. Now first he says, you start on a diplomatic approach. You start with peace. You start with peace. If, you, if you're in a place where the Apikarsim, there's a safe if you like next to you, and that they are coming against to attack the Torah, first you start, you start with peace, but they didn't hear what you had to say. Then in that case, he says, it's a mitzvah to hate them and to fight against them. Now, I want, to, I want to take a step back for a second because when people hear this many times, they get aroused, excited. Let's go fight against them. Who do we fight? Let's, let's calm down a second. So many times people think, you know, they're doing L'Shem Shemayim, but they're not doing L'Shem Shemayim because they're, they're either hot-tempered or because they want to think they're doing the right thing. Make sure we take a step back. Make sure we ask G'dayla Yisrael what we should be doing, proper hadracha, proper direction, because if not, we, we will come out and creating an unfortunate, tremendous mass of chil Hashem. But we see over here two different things, the categories. When it's a private individual who is faced with people making fun of him to do mitzvahs, he does the mitzvahs, he doesn't get involved with them. When it's people who are coming against a community to bring the, these apikorsis, these heretical, these heretics, and his approaches to Yiddishkeit, and that we say, we should fight with them to make sure we stop them as much as possible. Okay. When we say fight, it doesn't necessarily mean a physical fight. It means to stop them, whatever you can stop them with. Okay. Back on top, in Sivkotin Vav, People were making fun of you, which is still do the mitzvahs. If you're a regular person, Adam Benini, and you're amongst people bigger than you, don't be embarrassed. From them, to learn the last of the mitzvah and to do the mitzvah. In other words, you don't want to look like you're showing off in front of people who are officially bigger than you. It's, it's not appropriate. So in this case, do the mitzvahs. But if you do it in a, in a, in a cr- private, quiet type of way, it's even better. Now, if you are amongst people who... You look at them as equals to you. They look at you as equals to them. Then when it comes to doing mitzvahs, make sure you do the mitzvahs in front of them that they will look at you. Oh, oh, no, that's what you're supposed to do. Oh, it's his name to wash my machreinim. Oh, look, he washes my machreinim all the way properly. The, not just the tips of the fingers, as we'll learn Mitzvah Shem later on. And Kuf Pei Hei, Kuf Pei Aleph, we'll see that in Mitzvah Shem. So 
then do the mitzvahs in front of them, and they'll learn from you. However, you should make sure that you're doing this. In other words, the mitzvahs in front of them, the shem shemayim, not that people say, oh, oh, I didn't realize you. Oh, are you supposed to do that? Oh, I didn't know that mitzvah. So you shouldn't do it to get any any covet. Do it the shem shemayim. Then the Ramah told us, make sure that you do your mitzvahs with modesty. Even when you're in a house, also do things with modesty. And also, when you do the mitzvahs, you realize, I'm doing the mitzvah because it's mitzvah Hashem. Hashem is the mitzvah, the commander. Then there's the mitzvah, that is, that is what I'm supposed to do. And I'm the mitzvah, I'm the one who's commanded. And we want to connect the dots, and that's how you want to do it. You want to do a mitzvah b'simcha, as Rav Nachum said a, a few minutes ago, right before the shir, he said, it's great to be here. It's great to be here. Baruch Hashem. We're here to learn Torah's Emes. Baruch Hashem. The Ramah concluded, he said, we should serve Hashem, we should get up b'zrizus, with alacrity. So he says, lavdafka. He says, when he says Zrizus, that means after you already hit the snooze button and you know it's already time to get up. I know, you know, you know what a snooze button is. Your alarm doesn't have one of those. I know. <laughs> I'll explain to you afterwards. <laughs> okay. So, so you're confused when I said that, you know. So he says, Lavdaf. It doesn't mean literally to jump out of bed. But rather, wait a few seconds and then get up. Because the concern is, it actually harms the body of a person to jump up too fast. Someone after, we learned this last night, someone after the year told me that when he was in high school, he said that uh, there was actually somebody who fainted on the bus because he, he, he rushed too fast and his blood pressure and everything, a young teenager, and they, they attributed because he was... Going from one extreme to another extreme. Person sleeping in bed, and then his mom is jumping out of bed too fast. So we don't want to run out too fast, but Maisa, we do want to get up to serve Hashem. Now we have over here the famous Moida Ani. We thank Hashem for giving our Neshama back because we know when we sleep at night, our Neshama goes up to to uh, Shemayim, not all of it, or else uh, we have a bigger problem, but part of it. <laughs> and. Um, we want to thank Hashem that Hashem gives us back the neshama. He says, It's appropriate to say as soon as you wake up. Thank you, Hashem. The living king who was, who was around, is alive. Who returned my neshama to me with compassion. Hashem did me a favor. Give me back my neshama. Rabbi Munasech, I have tremendous emuna faith in you, Hashem. Now, we see that there's a kama afterward, chema. So you say like this, Maidani lefenecha, melechai vekayam, shechzarta bi nishmasi bechemla, pause. Snachta, pause. Rabbi Munasecha, as opposed to shechzarta bi nishmasi bechemla, Rabbi. It's not Chemla Rabba, it's Chemla Rabba Munasecha. Now, how do we know this? Well, turn the page. Okay. The Tevas Bechemla, we're in the Mishnah Brewer on the next page. The Tevas Bechemla, and the word Bechemla, thank you, on the screen. 
Yebes Nacht. The Nacht is like a pause, like a comma. And the two words should be without any interruption. was based on the pasuk. This, these words of Maidani is based on the pasuk in Eicha. Chadoshim labekarim. He says vegoyimah, but the rest of the pasuk is chadoshim labekarim. That Hashem renews us in the morning. That's the source of Maidani is based on the pasuk in Eicha. Shachonish baruchu mekayim emunasoi. Shachonish baruchu fulfills emunah soi, this that we trust in him, that he will return those neshamas that are pikodin, pikodin like you have in Bar a deposit. We deposit, you go to the bank, you make a deposit, right? Mm-hmm. So we deposit our neshama, you go to sleep at night, it's like you're taking out your neshama, part of it, and it's like, here, here you go. And then in the morning Hashem says, here you go, I give it back to you. Because you have a job to do. What's your job? Avoid this Hashem. Make a Kiddush Hashem. How do you make a Kiddush Hashem? Live a life of Torah Mitzvah. Start saying make a Kiddush Hashem. Now the Mishra tells us you don't have to wash your hands. Before you say, even though your hands might be dirty, because you did not mention the, any any uh, mention of Hashem's name or any reference to Hashem in this, you're, you're referring to the king, but you didn't say Hashem's name. Now we all know who the king is, and therefore you can say Maidani even before you, and you should be saying Maidani before you wash Negevas. However, to learn to learn Torah is also before you wash your hands. And of course, it's also forbidden to learn Torah before we make the bracha of Birchus Torah, which permits us to learn. Okay. Now, we're going to go back to the Be'er Lacha on the previous, on the first page, in a minute. I just want to share with you a, um, I want to share with you a Be'er Heitev. Be'er Heitev says, Berhetev on the previous page, over here at the bottom. Okay, the Berhetev talks about how much sleep should a person get? How much sleep should a person get? So he writes, uh, he says like this, that amount of time one should sleep is how many hours? Ches. Eight hours. Get eight hours of sleep. The simin, where's a sign for this? There's a there's a remis for this. Yashanti oz, yanuachli. Oz is gematria one. Aleph is one. Zayin is seven. Mm-hmm. Take out those calculators. <laughs> okay, eight. Okay, yashanti oz, yanuachli. I slept then, yanuachli. I was comforted. I was rested. Then he says, Then it's according to each person. Some people might need less. But if a person needs more to be over Hashem, might need some more. Sometimes you have to be careful. Sleeping too much is also not healthy. Then he says that one of the first limudim he brings here from Narizal 
that a person should start in the morning, and you should know, this is, by the way, one of the reasons why we start here in Fursayi's measures with Mishnayis first. Hmm. is because of this. One of the reasons because of this. Because he says, Narizal, Veshir Mishnayis, Kaidim Lechol Dover. Ashir Mishnayis comes first. Lord Mishnayis. Mishnayis is Oisiyas Neshama, the same letters, Nun Shin Mem Hey. And you change, change, change around the letters, you have Neshama, Mishnah, Mishnah, Neshama. You know, we, we have a program, Baruch Hashem, we learn Mishnayis for other people, many of you are part of it. Thank you very much for all your learning you do. I want to tell you something. What I tell people many times is, it's very nice to learn for someone else in the Shama. Come learn for your own Shama. Come learn for your own Shama. Okay, we're going to be talking about that more, Mitzvah Hashem, uh, tomorrow about learning Mishnayis and what the Chavis Chaim brings in the, his own safe, Lakuti Amarim. Let's now, with the rest of the time we have, let's go back to the first page. I know we're jumping around here, three pages. Let's go to the Be'er Allah, the first Be'er Allah. Okay, right there. Perfect. So we said, we all know, we say Moida'ani in the morning. The Be'er Allah, which was written also by the Chavetz Chaim, just very quickly, the Chavetz Chaim wrote these three, three Perushim here, the Mishnah Brura. He wrote the Be'er Halacha, and he wrote the Sharetzian. The Mishnah is like the basic summary of the Halacha. The Be'er Halacha is where he discusses more in depth, many times, the Sugyus, the Rishayinim, Achreinim. And the Sharetzian is loosely a, a uh, when I say loosely, it's more than just this, but it's the sources, he quotes the sources of where he's getting things from, uh, which Rishayinim and Achreinim. Okay. Now the Allah is going to tell us there's another Maida'ani that one should say. And it's based on the Yushami. You should say the Hiratsan Hamavarbi Yushami Parak Tfilas Ashakha. And I'm I'm not sure, I apologize for those who are listening to the recording. I'm not sure if we did this already on, on the recording or not. Um, so if you did, it's a Khazar. What does it say over there? In the morning you say, You're thanking Hashem for taking us out from the same way Hashem gave you the schus to be alive and that the sun is at this time of day in the Mizrach, in the east. So too, you're diving to Hashem. It's a tefillah, it's a bakasha. You're asking Hashem, please merit me, give me an opportunity to see the sun in the west, which means what? Evening. And then Bemayriv, Ba'arvis, Ihirotsoin, it's not Maidani now, it's Ihirotsoin, Chulay, Kashem Shayisi, Ba'afela, Tsani, Lo'ira, same way you took me out from the dark. Shayisi, Ba'afela, I was in the dark, meaning in the nighttime, by Sisani, Lo'ira, Kain, Tatsinim, Afela, Lo'ira, so too we're diving to Hashem, it's at Fila, Hashem should bring us to the morning as well. So, the Swarmers say, you're not obligated to say this, it's not the same level of our regular Moida'ani in the morning, which we say. However, there are many Sadurim that do bring this down. And it's a nice, it's a nice expression of Akhar Satoi. You thank Hashem. Later on, we're going to go Dabba Mincha. So, for Mincha, or after Mincha, you say this, thank you, I'm here now. Appreciate the fact that we're here in the afternoon. 
and you and you, not only is appreciation, but you also want to say a, a tefillah. Hashem, help me get to Ma'ariv. Help me get to the evening as well. Okay. Now I want to start with you the next Be'er Alacha for the next few minutes. The next Be'er Alacha is a very Yisraelic Be'er Alacha. Did we start this yesterday? With the, with the, the Chinuch, Sefer Chinuch? Um, yeah, the, the Six Remembrances. Yeah, we did it all? Uh, we didn't do the whole thing, we just started it. Yeah. Remember I asked you a question about Shemaya. Right, so we did start it. We just started it. We didn't, but, but you can repeat it. So, so, so let's then pick up from. I think we saw the first two, right? Yeah, yeah, just the first two. That was. We it, saw yeah. the first two. Okay, fine. So then let's there. pick up from. I'm, I'm trying to put my bookmarks better, so we'll know exactly where we're holding. Fine. Let's pick up from Gimel. We're up to the third of the of the Nebeir Lacha. Okay. Okay, let's um, look at the questions online afterwards. Let's take a look over here at the third piece in the Be'er Lacha. Um, so it, it's, a, it's the same Be'er Lacha, it's just on the bottom, the same page. Oh, well now he's saying third piece. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's that same piece of the Be'er Lacha. He has an Ois Gimel in that piece. It's the last line right there. There you go, exactly. Okay. Now, the Be'er is discussed in the Sheish Mitzvahs Timidius, the six Mitzvahs that should be done on a daily basis. That's, that's what we discussed. We spoke about this yesterday. Right, right yeah, we did. Yeah, right. Yeah, the first couple, yeah. Right. We spoke about that, that no matter what the situation is, where you are, you're going for a walk, whatever you're doing, you can always wait in line to buy, buy something. Don't space out, then they call your name. You can tell them, no, excuse me, I'm doing my Sheish Mitzvahs Timidius. <laughs> Don't do that. But you have an opportunity to do Mitzvahs like this. And he says like this. The first one we said is, that Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. The second one we said is, they should not have any other foreign gods. The third one is, to unify Hashem. What does it mean to unify Hashem? Shema Yisrael, turning the page, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lekeinu, Hashem Echad. So what does that mean that we should say Hashem is one? Shema Yisrael, so explains the Be'er Lach, this is all from the Seif HaChinuch, that ki Hashem Shehiba es hakol beritzayna that created and put everything in this world with his desire. Vuhu elokeinu he is elokeinu hamashgiach b'chol elamois he is elokeinu which means Hashem is watching governing over everything that happens in this world. Who Hashem echad he is Hashem that's one b'li shum shituf without any partner. So you'll ask me a very good question. Okay, good question. What's the question? The question is how is this different from Base meaning lo yelacha elohim achir, and the answer is lo yelacha loy loisase. That's a loisase. Shema Yisrael is an answer, is a positive. So it, it's it's uh, I believe that's what one of the approaches we can take. Where it's also similar to anoich Hashem lekecha is also a positive, but here we're specifically focusing on that Hashem is one, without any partners. Hashem is one. Dalit. We come to now, to love Hashem, Hashem And as Avram Gadali pointed out, yes, you fulfill this in Shema. There's no question about it. There's no question. As well as, we'll see later on, Hashem, when we learn the Hilchus Kriya Shema, that the Aseris Hadibus should also be focused on when we recite Shema. But here we're discussing not just Shema, but discussing the whole entire day. Throughout your whole entire day, you can be focusing on this as well. 
And he says like this, to love Hashem, to love HaKadosh Baruch the same way you love your little grandchild, you love your friend, you love your parents, you love your brothers and sisters, even more so. Not just the same way, I take that back. Even more so. Right? Avram Vino didn't just love Hashem the same way he loved Yitzchak. He loved Hashem even more. And that's why he was willing to go sacrifice Yitzchak. How does a person come to love Hashem? This is so important now. How does a person come to love Hashem? Runs to the mikvah ten times a day. Okay, it's good to go to mikvah. I go to mikvah also. Baruch Hashem. Say tell him all day. Okay, I say tell him also. It's not you know you don't say a whole day. You know you know you know what you have to do. Look at the next words. The answer to the question how do you come to love Hashem is the next words. Who Limud Learning Taira is how you come to love Hashem. It says, I don't know. How do you love Hashem? You can go give a hug to the ear. Like, I love you, Hashem. What, what does that mean? What do you do? These things, what are the things, the words of the Torah? Should be on your heart. And through this, through the Torah Doisha, you will see Limakir, the one who said, Let there be a world, that through understanding the Torah Doisha, through unlearning the Torah, and going to the depths of your greatest abilities to understand the Torah, not just a superficial level, but understand as much as you can. Then you'll see this ain't case. There's no, it's, it's endless. This is Yashiv Ava Beliboy Bechrech. You know what's going to happen? You're going to be imbued with love immediately. The same way you see this little child. The same way you, you, there's this tremendous abundance of love, you know, with, with, with relatives. And Al-Chaskam Kamesh Morsa. The more you learn Torah, you learn Torah, you get into the Torah. It's not just, not just you turn a page, you know, you sit back, but you get into it. When you love someone, something, you might put all your koichas into it. That's your life. That's your life. That's Avas Hashem. That's Avas HaToyra. says further, person should put all of his strength, all of his time, and focus on Avas Hashem. Everything that the person has in life, his wealth, his children, his honor that people give him, everything should be like nothing, like nothing in regards to the Avas Hashem. And the person should constantly, there's no such thing as, I, I learned my Dafyoimi, I learned my Mishnais, I learned my first Seder. You have more time? Rabbi Shane asked me, Oh, he had told him for a Seder. He says, what did he do second Seder? He said, what, what about the afternoon? What about the afternoon? He asked me. He asked me this. Are they learning in the afternoon? He says, if they have time and their hands to learn, what's the question? You know what he does a whole day? He learns a whole day. Okay. That's what he's telling us here. Now, a person who wastes his time 
and does not focus on Limra Taira, not just in the morning, not just at a shear here and there, in the afternoon, in the evening, but that's his day. That doesn't mean you can't go play golf once in a, every 35 years. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay? Obviously, we have to do things and buy yourself food and have to eat and things like But where where is your goal? What is your GPS? What did you program on your GPS this morning? What did you program on your GPS for life? If a person doesn't have his programming to learn Torah Yom Velayla, this person is mevatel, he has nullified, he has wasted this mitzvah. And the punishment awaiting a person like this is unfortunately very, very serious. Talk about this another time later on, even though this is the Mishmurush here, the Chavetz Chaim bangs this point across later on as well. I might say later on, so I believe Simon Kufnun Vav. That's chapter 156. Now we're at Simon Aleph number one. Now, time is about to end. I'm just going to share with you outside, I'm going to tell you two more points of this Sheish Mitzvah Timidius. So, just to review that main thing, what we just spoke about right now, the main point, what does it mean? Avas Hashem. What does it mean to love Hashem? To love Hashem means a person's learning Torah. To love Hashem means I'm going to be learning Torah as much as I can, as much as my physical capabilities, my mental capabilities, my schedule permits. I'm going to arrange my schedule to show I love Hashem. That's what it means. Ask somebody, bump into somebody in the street, say to me, "You love Hashem?" Of course, of course, I love Hashem. So you, so you, you, you know what, what? You learn something. You, you have a schedule to learn. No, no, that's for the rabbi. That's his job. That's why I pay my dues in shul. So you have to educate the person. No, no, no. Yes, you want to go ask the rabbi a question. Hopefully he'll have the answer. If not, he'll look it up for you. That's right. You have a responsibility. Save their lives. If you see someone drowning, you're going to save his life if you can. Save their lives. And Achamev Esrim, the man's going to come to you and say, thank you so much, you saved my life. I would have nothing. Now I have Oilam Haba. The last two points, number five and six, Leah's a person has to have Esashem Lakechatira, he has to fear Hashem. There's more to discuss on that. And number six, we should not go after our hearts and eyes desire. And we should not go uh, after the desires. This means two things. One is apicarsis, we should not have Thoughts and ideas of, of heresy, as po- as well as that's that's uh, we should not be looking at things that are immoral content, and that's Okay, this was quick, uh, but part of this uh, just wanted to make sure we share this point. Tomorrow, we pick up with Sif Beis.